Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Yoga and religion. Does practicing one influence the other? Or does practicing one prevent you from practicing the other? That is what we're going to be talking about today on The Ordinary Yogi. I wanted to bring this up uh, because there's a lot of misconceptions, right? The, the goal of this podcast is to get yoga and the things I've learned from it to the masses, people that aren't regularly exposed to this. And I'm going to go on a tangent here in a little bit. Um, about what I've been seeing since I've moved back to California and, you know, what I've just seen in, in yoga in general. But, you know, the, the point of this podcast was to people that aren't going to be exposed to this sort of thing that uh, are automatically turned off or have an avatar in mind when you hear yoga. And, you know, since I moved to California, I've kind of seen this even more so, right? There's a, there's studios here and, it, it kind of it pisses me off a little bit, but I, I come from a place of understanding as well where, you know, we charge, you know, upwards of $30 for someone to drop in to experience this this practice. When it was developed, however, it was, you know, for everyone to if to become more spiritual, to be more in tune with themselves, to bring peace to themselves, to make themselves more healthy. And I just see this huge disparity um, in this, right? And... I don't know. It's just something I've been just really been bugging me, and I, I do plan to do something about it to, to the best of my capacity. But just it's more prevalent here in California, Southern California, as you would imagine, than other places I've been. But getting back on track, you know, because we practice yoga, or because I practice yoga, doesn't automatically indoctrinate me into this, you know, Hinduism and that kind of stuff. And I fucking chant and I burn sage and I smudge my forehead, all that sort of stuff. And this episode is going to kind of reflect on, on my journey uh, spiritually and re- religiously and hopefully bring people maybe at peace with, with trying this yoga thing if they have some misconceptions of if I practice this, that I'm going to be worshiping this other deity uh, that's against my religion. Or maybe I can bring some light onto you know just taking what you need from this practice. And that's also okay and what yoga really looks like today in the western world so these are just barriers that i think really need to be removed because whatever you do whatever brings you inside the door of a studio or to the mat in my experience anyway starts with this physical thing i need to get more limber i you know need to relax or whatever and for me in my case and i'll explain a bit it it really evolved into to so much more but it took me so long to practicing and to challenge my thoughts and beliefs that I was holding on to so tightly to to get there. So getting into it, you know, I was I was raised Catholic and you know, it, it, I can sum up the way I saw Catholicism in the in a couple sentences which is hey, I should feel guilty all the time for for doing just about everything because God's watching me and he's constantly judging me. 
And that's how I felt. And, you know, how religion was pushed onto me. I remember my grandmother specifically like, hey, God's watching you, little fucking pervert. What are you doing in the bathroom? Or, you know, that, that sort of thing, right? Where it's just fire and brimstone all the time. So for the longest, I just, it didn't make me feel good. So I just did not subscribe to it. I, you know, I kind of just stowed it away. I didn't even call myself a Catholic for the longest time. And, you know, as I've been in the military, I was in the military for such a long time. I met other people, very special people in my life still, you know, shout out to Stephen Blair. He was one of the, one of these Christian guys that is very devout, you know, to his faith. And I, I, to me, I still had this piece of like, ah, I, don't, I don't buy it, dude. I don't, I don't buy this shit. But the way he believes in it, the way he conveyed the message really started to make me question my own beliefs, which is, you know, do I really just not believe in this stuff or am I just holding on to these grudges that I had as a kid? Because the, the God and, and the Christ that, you know, Stephen was uh, describing to me was way different than the one I was brought up as a kid. So that kind of got me questioning just a little bit. You know, what am I, what am I really holding on to? What am I really believing in this moment? And, you know, come the, the birth of my son, you know, for those of you who don't know, there's a podcast about it. He, he had complications when he was born. He was in the NICU for about three weeks. You know, we, you know, now that he's all good and healthy, I feel comfortable saying he almost died within the first couple of days of him being born. And, and, uh, and it was in that time period where I really, all I had to go on was faith that he's going to make it out of here. And I'm, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. And that was another moment in my life where, you know, what do I fall back on when all the chips are down? And it was, it was God. And this podcast is going to contain the word God a lot. A lot. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable with that word, just imagine I'm saying universe or or shampoo or whatever to make you feel comfortable and keep listening. But that's all I had to rely on the moment, my wife and I. And I remember specifically, you know, sitting at a park nearby because we could only visit him during certain hours. It was COVID time, and you know, I would take daily walks and I would just kind of like pontificate and just sitting on a bench drinking coffee while my wife was resting. And just like, just pleading, you know, like, let him make this out of here. You know, may, let him, give him the strength to keep going, to keep fighting. And I think it was in that moment where, of course, you know, when I faced that hardship, fall, seeing what I fall back on, that like, oh man, I, I, peace of me still wants to believe. I still want this. And as I reflected, you know, I, I felt like I was hitting all the marks, you know, in my life. I... You know, I had a good career. I had a loving wife. I, you know, we were financially stable. Like everything was feeling good, but I was still felt like I was missing something. Um, you know, I was kind of a still a little bit angry at the time. And I think looking back on it now, not thinking, I know it was this spirituality piece that was missing from me from this from my life, believing in something that's much larger and believing in something that I don't even fucking really know if it's there. Again, that's where the faith part comes in. And I think that was that was a part that was missing. And there's like this this phrase I hear a lot that comes to mind when I think about that is like, when the student is ready, the teacher is going to reveal himself. And shortly after that, I did my yoga teacher training and 
that's when I got into this meditation stuff and talking about the self, the big S self, not just this physical part of me, but this spiritual piece that's within me and how it connects to everything else. And that kind of really got my, my toes into the water. And I kept practicing that way. And just recently, within the past year, I started going back to thinking back to Christianity and thinking back to, to Jesus Christ and to God and allowing that part of me to open up again and accept that, that love. And since then, I have felt much, much healthier, you know, that I have something to rely on, to fall back on, that it's there. And I give praise to it every day for allowing me to wake up and to, you know, have this beautiful family and this food that we have, every, all the things, all the abundance that I have in my life, I have something to thank now. And that just makes me feel a little bit more complete. And it was yoga, of all things, that provided that path for me. It wasn't going to church. It wasn't all these other, you know, things going on social media, talking about, you know, Christ be this, Christ be that. It was this practice that just laid a little, little tiny fucking breadcrumbs. That's all it was. And I found it on my own. It wasn't force-fed to me. It wasn't anything. It was just something that I was led to just by practicing this thing. So that's my stories. So I want to start this off with, Yoga was designed, and it is, a, a spiritual practice. But what I mean by spiritual practice, it can be so many different things. Of course, yes, we can talk about gods and whatever you believe in. But we can also talk about our unconscious bias, getting in touch with what we really are and not what's been taught to us. That's also, to me, a spiritual thing. Because we have this part of us that's still pure, that's still little, that little baby or that little kid that hasn't learned and hasn't had the world put their thoughts and beliefs put onto it. So it was developed, you know, to be a journey of the self to the self through the self. And it does have ties to, to Hinduism and Buddhism. And, you know, you can talk about Ganesh and all those, all those deities and everything. And that's, that's fantastic. But if that, if that turns you off, if that prevents you from, trying this practice and seeing what benefits can come from it, fret not, my friend, because it doesn't have to be. And that's how I feel. I guess, you know, especially in the, in the Western world, you talk about, in parentheses, yoga. It's more, more of a workout than anything from what I've seen. And you can go deeper, and there are certain studios that, that do take that path. But, you know, if the people I see going to, <laughs> to yoga studios aren't really concerned about, you know, their third eye or their chakras or they just want to get healthy. They want to get fit. They want to get toned, you know, fill in the blank here. So for people that may be hesitant to trying this because of the spirituality, just know that you can just take what you want and go in for your own benefit for if that's just physical to you. And if you don't think that's a, that's a barrier, there was a, a study I was looking up and this specific in Latino communities, which is, you know, typically in Latino cultures, religion is very, very a heavy and big part of Latino culture. And that majority of Latinos, you know, from different age groups did not want to try yoga because of these preconceived uh, notions of religious ties to other things and not Catholicism or Christianity. So there is people out there that just don't want to, to try this because of, because of that. And I respect that. 
So for people that just want to do the physical thing, I would suggest trying different studios and just knowing that this practice is going to meet you wherever you are, not only physically, but also mentally and spiritually. And if you don't want to take any of that spiritual stuff with you, that's just fine. You can just go for the physical and the mental because it's going to help you relax. You can take what you want. It's a buffet, baby. You can do whatever you want to do. The yoga poses are still very, very beneficial without the the woo-woos or whatever, you know, the chakras and what it exposes and what it opens up. You're still going to feel very good. Some people may disagree that yoga in itself is, uh, you know, it's a practice and that's all, a spiritual practice. That's all it should be, yada, yada. And that's okay for them to believe that because that's where they are in their journey. But that's nowhere near where I was when I first started doing yoga. So how do I feel about this is, you know, just try it, you know. And I would advise or maybe ask the question, is this resistance to trying more of a challenge? And can you look at it that way? Can you overcome this obstacle and allow yourself to just maybe open up just a little bit and just see where that takes you? Now, for people that maybe are more curious of the of the spirituality or maybe perhaps a little lost like I was and want to dig into something, get something more from this practice that it can give, then I would give you, you know, can yoga make you more religious? Can you make you more spiritual? Yes, possibly, if that's what you're looking for. There are definitely a lot of things you can dive into when it comes to this practice, when it comes to books, when it comes to teachings, to the, come, the philosophical stuff from it. And let me preface this, that our our relations to whatever God you believe in is a very, very, very personal thing. I think that's what maybe, I still don't go to church, you know, not only because I don't want to give up my Sundays, that's very selfish, but um, this is a a me, him thing. And I can channel that, that love and support whenever I need to. I don't need to go somewhere else to do that. And there are benefits of being in a, in a group that we all believe the same thing. And, I, and I'm not saying there isn't any benefit of church, but that's just my perspective of it. But this yoga practice I mentioned provided a path for me unknowingly. You know, it wasn't force fed, which is if it was, I definitely would have gone the other way. Because I think like most people, I don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> I like to find things on myself, but on my own, which is uh, really interesting to see because my three-year-old, soon-to-be three-year-old son is exactly the same way. Everything has to be his idea. So I'm, I'm learning that lesson uh, through him as well. Uh, that aside, the one thing I've I've learned from all this stuff is we're, we're all just branches of the same tree when it comes to the spiritual stuff, to this God stuff, to this religious stuff. You know, if you look at, look into the tenets and the, the basic philosophies of yoga, you know, talking about the yamas and niyamas, they're really just ways to be a better, more present and accepting person, which I think most religions try to push us in that way. It's just a different vehicle, you know, a different language or whatever. And specifically in the, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, there is no reference to, you know, uh, Hindi specific gods. It really just says a higher power. And that can be whatever you want to bring to it. 
So I think even in this practice, if you're already a little bit religious and you're open to the, maybe this different way of, uh, let's just call it worship or prayer, I think there's a lot of benefits to that as well. And it can lead you to a different place. Because the, the physical part of yoga was intended to prepare you for this meditation or mental practice of it. And that's what kind of gives you this spiritual peace, right? Getting our bodies nice and ready to take on this meditation, to sit comfortably and, and be fit enough to sit still. So, you know, that's really all I had for this episode. And I hope I revealed some light on th- this this dogmatic thinking that if I do yoga, then automatically I'm going to be, you know, like I mentioned before, smudging my forehead and chanting OM and all that sort of stuff. And just by the way, whenever I teach yoga class, I don't say OM. I don't chant that because it doesn't really resonate with me. I do say thank you for coming. I do everything else. But, you know, just, it's just an example of I take what I, what I need from it and what I give from it is what I, you know, what I believe. And I'm not just going to be chanting OM because that's what you're supposed to do. And that kind of takes away from the power of it, I feel. So in closing, I just want to say that this practice, specifically yoga or your spiritual practice, whatever you're doing, is a very, very personal thing. And it doesn't have to look like anything. For me, it certainly doesn't. I, I don't know a lot of people that, that pray to God that do a bunch of yoga poses first and then sit in a meditation and, and, and do it that way. But I still feel like I receive all the benefits from it. And I still have that peace to rely on. And just a reminder that when it's specifically to the yoga practice, you can take whatever you need from it. If it's just physical, awesome, man. That's how it started for me. And maybe it might lead you to something else. And maybe it might not. But either way, you're going to reap some benefits from it, you know, if it's just a physical. And even so, we can really sample certain things, different ways of thinking. And this is going to challenge ourselves to our openness and maybe reveal these unconscious patterns and beliefs that is always good. I think, you know, the social media specifically, we all have this confirmation bias where we just, the algorithm gives us everything that we want to see, that we want to agree with. And we're rarely ever challenging our beliefs in a way that we can really like pontificate, like, damn, why do I believe? Like, let me see the other side of this argument. Can I see where that person's coming from? And I think if we can approach this practice, if we already have these you know, religious beliefs that, that uh, prevent us from practicing, if we can just open ourselves just a little bit and challenge ourselves, we might take something away from that as well. Because it, you know, spiritual, spirituality aside, yoga or meditation has this Ability for us, well, not an ability, this challenge for us to sit with ourselves and our thoughts. And that in itself is a whole other thing that begins to reveal how we think, how we perceive the world. And just that, you know, if you remove all the religious and spiritual part away from it, where you're just like, let's just say an atheist, that in itself, just challenging your thoughts is another benefit as well. And through all that, man, you're going to learn a lot about yourself uh, about other people and everything in between. So I I hope this podcast was beneficial to you and I would love to hear any feedback on it. If you did enjoy it, please leave a rating or review. No, hopefully a positive one. 
If this resonated with you and you would like to share it with someone, please do that as well. If you want to send me an email, you can find that in the show notes. You can DM me on Instagram, all that good stuff. I'm very happy to be recording again, and I look forward to talking to you all next week.